In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland, and we are brought to you locally by Smiley, by Bryant and Smiley One, I should say. The right choice for your comfort. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Daryl, it has been uh, just a very, very interesting week uh, across the NFL as we, you know, we try to pick up the pieces from Monday night. And the last time we had talked uh, was before the Monday night game, and I know we were both really looking forward to watching uh, the Bengals and Bills play. And then right there in the first quarter, um, DeMar Hamlin gets, you know, uh, collapses on the field. And the next thing you know, uh, the whole NFL world has been turned upside down. And I know we are all sitting here uh, waiting for more news out of Cincinnati uh, and hoping and, and praying along with everyone else that he can make some kind of recovery uh, after a horrific event on Saturday night where he collapsed. Daryl, let's start there because we haven't talked about this at all. So I'm um, just curious your thoughts and you know, there's just a lot to take in when it comes to this story. Yeah, um, just a, a horrific scene in Cincinnati uh, Monday night. Um, just you know, watching it on television, um, something that you just you never imagine that you're going to see. Um, I, I can't imagine right now being an NFL player after watching that happen, um, because the play itself was an ordinary play that we see a hundred times a week, and. Um, the moment I saw Hamlin collapse to the field, just because of my basic general medical knowledge, I knew that something serious was about to happen, that he could be in, in, in dire straits. And unfortunately my worst fears there were realized. Um, it was interesting talking to Charlie Hewlett, who is the Browns NFL PA representative. He represents the Browns. Uh, on behalf of the players within the locker room and and talking to him. And I thought he made a really good point. And that was that of all, if there was ever a place for that to happen to Hamlin, which he had the, the you know, the cardiac uh, arrest, it, w- it was at, at an NFL game because of the care that was immediately available to him. And as he said, that ultimately saved his life. That they, those those doctors and those uh, specialists were able to get to him as quickly as they did, and to work on him. But to think about a player having to be revived on a football field, Andy, uh, the way Hamlin was, is is still just incomprehensible to me. And um, it, it it was difficult being in the Browns locker room on Wednesday. You know, we're there to obviously ask questions about the upcoming game, which is obviously against the Steelers. But that just that takes it takes a backseat to what to what's going on. Um, and um, even David Njoku, you know, he was asked about the the Browns' rivalry and the the opportunity to to kick the Steelers out of the playoffs. And he said, "Yeah, it is a rivalry game, and we always look forward to it, but." Um, I'm thinking about Hamlin and and how he is doing and players in that locker room, players across locker rooms throughout the National Football League have been on their phones, checking their phones uh, hour by hour uh, for updates on his health, praying, hoping, praying that 
not only is he going to be okay, but that he, you know, he's going to be able to, to recover from this. And that's really where, you know, the, the focus and the attention is. So it, from my position, it's really awkward because there's this big story that affects these players on a human level, but then they're supposed to play a game Sunday in Pittsburgh in which the stakes are pretty high. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to double back here a second. Just something that you said early on, there is a doctor, Dr. David Chow, and he writes for, um, sports injury central. And I, I gotta tell you, I didn't sleep Monday night. I watched the whole thing live. And, um, personally it's, it's, uh, it's been kind of tough the last couple of days and I'll get back into that in a second. But I did think this was, um, uh, for people that wanted to rip the NFL afterwards, I, I, I want them to hear what he wrote. Again, this is a doctor who writes for uh, a website known as Sports Injury Central. And he said, other than in a hospital, there's no better place to collapse than on an NFL field. Over two dozen medical professionals, including emergency medical personnel and equipment are present. The home team plays an important role in emergency care and support for the visiting team. That is the norm, but the Bengals medical staff should be congratulated. All home teams drill for this annually. In addition, emergency medical personnel and medical staff from both teams meet pregame to go over any last-minute information in preparation. Just anything might happen. So, uh, And then there's even more. The nine minutes of CPR undoubtedly saved his life. The heart attack was likely caused by uh, a cardiac contusion uh, with uh, potential commotion commodus cords which I, I think that's what it says uh the aed external defibrillators were there and uh they routinely are on both nfl sidelines and even brought on the plane and the bus with the team the defibrillation defib is what you call it uh happened on the field to convert hamlin's rhythm to allow his heart to beat again that cordis is that what they're talking about leading to a heart attack has significant mortality rate uh, with the witness, uh, with witnessed arrest and immediate care, Hamlin seemed to be headed for a positive direction. Um, you know, and, and this I always thought was interesting too because I never knew this about games. Right, the a nearby trauma center is always designated prior to the game yes. and is on and standby they, during NFL games. I don't yes. think most people know that. Not only that, but so the 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 drill as part of the drill is the route to that trauma center that the ambulance will take with a police escort. Now, um, the NFL, and I thought this was really good, they re they released this um, on Tuesday. Okay. Here is the medical care and the medical experts on hand. You have four athletic trainers, okay? Right. You have... Uh, uh, an, an unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant, right. two primary care physicians, a chiropractor, two orthopedists, two independent athletic trainers, a visiting team medical liaison, one airway management physician. That is basically somebody that can intubate on site so right. that a, to, to get a player to breathe, which unfortunately that was part of the treatment that Hamlin required an unaffiliated neurotrauma uh, consultant, e two EMTs, uh, paramedic crews, um, 
they have a dentist, uh, a radiology technician for x-rays. Uh, they have an, uh, a specialist in case someone gets, you know, poke, has an eye injury. Right. They have, so they, the best medical care, it's a dangerous sport, of course, but the best me- immediate, most immediate medical care is available. And again, that ultimately, I believe, and uh, I, I reference what, you know, Charlotte Hewlett and I talked about. Like, yeah, I want to get more into that in a second here, too. I, I think that that honestly saved this young man's life. I, I, I saw something today. I guess there was an incident in 1971. In Detroit? In Detroit, where a player actually ended up dying, uh, similar circumstances. And I guess like 10 minutes after they, they went right the back on the field. Um, there was an incident with the Blue Jackets and um, – the Dallas Stars, which I think was in 14, same situation. Um, uh, they shocked him back. Uh, the player for the Stars was shocked back in the hallway, and he came back too and wanted to go back and play, which is just insane. Um, but Pro athletes know, are wired different. I tell people yeah, all the time. That I, they, I do want to read this this wired. one other part before we go to break real quick and because I thought this was interesting too that – because I think there were a lot of people that were questioning how slow the ambulance was moving when it left the field. There's a reason that. for that. There is an, yeah, let me explain that is, to you. There is a medical reason for that. Go ahead. Okay. And so this is, again, from that uh, article that I was reading earlier. Uh, the ambulance was not slow moving to transport Hamlin. It is normal to stabilize before transport. It is unsafe to proceed with an unstable patient. There were more medical personnel on the field than could fit in the ambulance, plus all the medications, the oxygen, and life-saving supplies needed, meaning there was no reason to move him to the hospital until it was safe and double down on the the, the most safe place for him to be was on the field at that point. Daryl, we, we got a lot more to talk about. We're going to come back in another segment here and talk uh, more about this, we will get into the Browns and Steelers as well. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. If you like what you're listening to, download the podcast.